and Rob McGregor welcome you to a place where all kinds of phenomena flourish. Voices whisper, ancient secrets, signs and symbols are abundant. UFOs, ETs, ghosts, and even the dead move about freely. Here we meet authors, researchers, and investigators of the mysterious, the strange, and of the inexplicable anomalies that surround us. Step out of the everyday world and take a journey into the mystical underground. Chapter 14, Rob's Vision. Over there is a field beyond right and wrong. I'll meet you there, Rumi. When we ask our guests on the mystical underground about the shift, there's a general sense that something is happening. As one of them put it, the shift is hitting the fan. It's a shift of consciousness, an extraordinary undercurrent that lies below the awareness of the media, which focuses on conflict. Of course, there's plenty of that. In the everyday world, everything appears divided at odds. The shift is about an inner awakening taking place, an evolution of the human spirit, a rising of consciousness into a higher realm where meaningful coincidences guide us like personal angels. As we uncover the inner spirit, we realize that it was always present, hidden behind the ego. The shift is both a personal experience and an inner directed mass movement. It means going beyond the mind and the ego and realizing who you really are. It's about spiritual growth and shedding our old ego-driven programs, concepts, thoughts, belief, and ideas that are no longer worth defending. The shift is about building bridges of understanding, not in collecting evidence in support of your righteousness. But people have different takes on what the shift is, where it's headed, and what's going on right now. Is it actually a paradigm shift? a widespread change in how we think and what we believe is true? Or is it something smaller, just a trend, a blip on the statistical radar? We like to ask our guests about the shift, and the answers vary. PMH Atwater, who researches and writes about near-death experiences, thinks that, in part, it's about the emergence of sexuality and sexual identity, especially among young people. What pronouns do you use? Transsexuality. Also about bringing to light suppressed sexual abuse and pedophilia. We see it more about a shifting in awareness, the surfacing of the unconscious realms, interdimensionality, alien contact, spirit contact, but also about moving past polarity and polarization towards recognizing unity and interconnectedness that we are all interconnected at a deeper level. How could there be any unity when people are so polarized, living in separate realities? Two people can live next to each other and maintain starkly disparate views of reality, one side against the other, everyone in their corners clinging to their beliefs and defiantly opposed to what the others think. Meanwhile, terrible things are happening, wars, mass shootings, bombs, riots, discrimination, famine, greed among the top 1% flourishes, billionaires fly off into space trying to outdo each other, while 40% of the world's population lives on less than $5.50 a day. The answer to that conundrum might be found in this question. Do you know what it takes to make a star shine? A, sh a shitload of darkness. 
That's what we're living in right now, and that's what it takes to make the light shine brightly. It was Amelia Ann Karras, author of Synchronicity, Unlock Your Divine Destiny, who told us that the shift has hit the fan. We're in the midst of it, moving through darkness and ready to break into the brightness of being. No paradigm shift is easy or simple and straightforward. There are detours, convoluted paths, lies to wade through, truths to find. At the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, between 1760 to 1820, a transition took place to new manufacturing processes in Europe and the United States. The development of trade and the rise of capitalism were among the major causes of the Industrial Revolution. The equivalent in the 21st century is the rise of the internet and of social media, and along with it, the proliferation of misinformation on hot topics such as COVID-related matters and all things politics. The emergence and explosion of social media in the last several years was supposed to inform us and bring us all closer together, but instead it has been largely co-opted and exploited by those who flood us with disinformation in their efforts to persuade us at all costs to support one issue or another. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all the others mold and sculpt opinions and beliefs to the point where some of us have lost friends, are alienated from family, and targeted by groups. Meanwhile, the mainstream media thrives on conflict and polarization, playing off the latest social media blip. Politicians, for their part, typically believe winning elections requires dividing people into opposing factions, for or against whatever the issue. It's a way of simplifying complex issues, making them appear black and white, hence locking us into duality. Brenda Brown, author of Braving the Wilderness, writes about how those in power want to demonize the others, whomever they are. She said that we are all the other for some, and someone else is the other for us. Once we make the other somehow less human, less present or evolved, then we are giving ourselves permission to be awful to them, whether internally or overtly. How do we find our way out of the darkness into the light? The answer may be found in turning inward, the inner journey. Primarily, the shift is a personal journey and it's about how you deal with yourself that matters. It's about healing and coming into balance. Instead of always looking at what's wrong in the world and who's causing the problems, it's a good practice to also turn your attention to stories of kindness and generosity, heartwarming stories about how most of us willingly help our neighbors and even strangers in need. Instead of confronting and offending someone who thinks differently, try going out and helping someone with an act of kindness. You can't single-handedly save the planet, but you can be of service to your fellow human beings. Even when you lose your cool and get into a heated and emotional argument with someone who has different opinions, you can benefit from the experience. Such encounters are clues that you need to attend to whatever emotions have been triggered. If we don't take full responsibility for our emotions, we give away our power. Other people's opinions are filtered through their own skewered emotional lenses, so it doesn't really make any sense to expect anyone else to see things your way. They can only see through their own emotional filters, and no matter how heated you get, they aren't going to be influenced to see the world 
through your filters or preferences or even understand them. Ultimately, it's not a very good idea to lose your peace and equanimity over your need to defend your position. Jane Clifford, a British psychic healer who lives in Wales, says that heated arguments, while regrettable, can allow us to evolve, grow, and expand our awareness. We may not affect the other person's opinions, but we can examine our buried emotional triggers and see where our wounds are. Heated reactions usually spring from deep fears. The more we need to convince others, the less sure we really are of our convictions. Clifford suggests we need to be living in a mindful space, not just having it as a separate practice. Quote, I don't pretend to be living from a meditative place all the time, but I've recognized my triggers as big clues and attend to my emotions by taking responsibility for them, end quote. When our identities are tied to our op opinions, there might be fear in letting go of our ego's attachment to proving ourselves right. How will we define ourselves without our hard-fought opinions that we treasure? What will we talk about instead? If we define ourselves by our opinions instead of by who we really are, then the ego rules and our inner self, our true self, remains hidden and suppressed. Activity 7, the Oponopono Mantra. A mantra is a sound, word, or phrase that you repeat over and over that has either a particular meaning or an intention in mind. The Oponopono is a Hawaiian shamanic mantra that's part of an ancient practice of reconciliation and forgiveness. It's a powerful mantra, and unlike many well-known mantras, this one is in English. The native Hawaiian language is difficult, and the English makes the meaning clear. Here it is. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. You may think that you don't have anyone or anything to forgive, but forgiveness is not something we do for other people. It's something we do for ourselves. It's about releasing energy, letting go of energy that is blocking you or holding you back. It might be about relationships or beliefs that no longer serve you. Think of a person who you have offended or who has offended you. Maybe it's someone on the other side of a political issue or a personal matter that became emotionally, in, uh, emotionally charged. Maybe you still believe you were right, but try this mantra anyhow and say it with conviction. It will give you a chance to break out of old patterns and you may soon realize that being right is not worth losing a friendship. Maybe you're feeling sad, upset, or disappointed and want to make amends but are not in a position where you can easily approach the other person. Maybe you've tried and the person remains resistant and unforgiving. Picture the person in your mind's eye and begins repeating the mantra. Try doing it off and on throughout the day. Watch what happens. You may experience an energetic shift, a break in the ice, a friendship renewed. If not, you're working to heal yourself and you're taking responsibility for your own feelings and actions. Building bridges. The shift in part is about building bridges, not walls. The difficulty for us is to recognize the difference between reacting from ego and responding from the heart. The next time you feel triggered and grasping for evidence in support of your righteousness, stop and ask yourself why you care so much about trying to convince someone who is not going to get it. Instead of pressing your points, 
insisting you're right, ask questions. Get them to explain their positions. Give them a chance and don't mock or sneer at their answers, even if you're certain their responses are based on lies and misinformation. Dismissing the person as uninformed or ignorant of the facts won't persuade the person to accept your review. Look for a possible opening, something you both can agree on. For example, almost everyone will agree that billionaires should pay more taxes. As for the points of disagreement, state your view and say that you can agree to disagree. Taking the leap. Most people will tell you that the COVID lockdown was a mixed blessing. We were cut off from jobs, friends, and family members living elsewhere, and were limited on what we could do. We were stuck with ourselves, and many of us were depressed. It culminated for some in acts of domestic violence and suicide. Murder rates flared. People were facing their shadow side. Some split from their spouses. Maybe they realized they were living a lie. But for others, it was an opportunity to take a new look at their lives, to consider a dramatic change as they had more time to consider their lives and the direction they were headed. Their awareness expanded as ambition and drive to achieve in the corporate world shifted to finding a new lifestyle that was meaningful, creative, enjoyable, and service-oriented. The lockdown for them presented the opportunity to go inside and find out who they are and where they are headed. As more and more people awaken to their inner self, we see a path towards the light. Using the principles of democracy as a springboard, what might politics and culture and our lives be like after the shift? Here's a few ideas. One, people and corporations work for the greater good, not only for personal gain and larger profit at the cost of the greater good. Two, communities instead of tribes. In a community, people come together. Tribes tend to find reasons to go to war with other tribes. Three, greed is seen as a sickness. Those who seek to turn millions into countless billions of personal wealth are shunned. Four, heart-centered awareness and the power of intuition become guiding forces. Five, guaranteed minimal income. Six, universal health care. Seven, racial and sexual equality. Eight, embracing people from different cultures, taking in refugees from countries where their lives are threatened. Nine, standing up for human rights. 10, working together to save the planet. 11, supporting artists, writers, musicians, creatives. 12, recognizing that we are all interconnected. What affects one ultimately affects all. 13, in every situation, more self-love, not less, less judgment, less self-criticism. 14, take responsibility for our emotions and stop blaming the other for what we feel. But the path to that destination is not an easy one, not all flowers and butterflies. As a people, a humanity, a collective, we're moving closer to the brink. As Whitley Strieber's visitor told him, you are entering a new world if you can take it. Thanks for joining The Mystical Underground. Visit www.themysticalunderground.com for the latest blog post and book info. 
Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Listen to the podcast at podcast.themysticalunderground.com. Follow Trish and Rob on Instagram at Trish and Rob McGregor. Follow us on Twitter at The Mystic Cast. Send email to podcast at themysticalunderground.com. And until next week, thank you for listening and stay mystical.